You've reached the Kelly Winland Podcast. This week we talk with West Point graduate, Division I football player, and Green Heck fans' current Chief Information Officer, Brian Funfire. Coming up next. Brian Funfar, we are live on the Kelly Willen podcast. How is your day going, sir? It's a it's it's a beautiful day. How how's your day treating you? You know what? It's been uh it's been busy, uh, but it's it's beautiful. It's 78 degrees here in uh my home office and and uh yeah, just uh just getting through things. So no, it's been great. Thanks for asking. So Brian, I wanted to I wanted to ask about your leadership, because a lot of people have questions about people who get into executive roles and, and um, they're interested in, in what they do, but they're also, also interested in how they got there in their background. And you, you have a really great background. You, you went to West Point, you played college football there. And, and so I wanted to ask you, do you think there's a tie in, in what you are today as a leader? Do you look back on those days at West Point and or, you know, playing football, Division One football um, as, as something that's, that's helped you get to this point? Well, I, I think absolutely. You know, you're, you're always made up of what your experiences are, um, and what's cultivated you over time. West Point was just a phenomenal experience. The ability to work with just top-notch individuals, you know, the, the classes at West Point are just cream of the crop from an overall talent pool perspective. Um, and as you transition out of West Point and you embark on your career in the military, I think the military just gives a different lens as far as the type of leadership, the leadership style, the responsibility that gets thrust on you at such an early age um, as a lieutenant uh, within the combat arms room. I was in armor, so um, I was combat arms on tanks. And the dynamic between the trust and the the relationship with all the soldiers um, and and your fellow officers was really dynamic. Um, it gives you the ability to make decisions at a very young age and really cultivate on that over the course of time. Um, so that's been been kind of the base of of all my leadership within that confines. Um, Coupled with, you talked about athletics, right? So I'm such a huge believer in, in both individual and team sports as kids grow up. Um, the competitiveness, the camaraderie, uh, the ability to really understand um, cause and effect um, and how it can do that in a, in a fairly non-threatening environment from that perspective. I think that was also the foundation as I moved into the military to understand when you understand cause and effect and you understand outcomes, um, it becomes real from that perspective. And as I transitioned that into the business world, I think the ability to understand that it is really about outcomes. So you can have all the best intentions, but you really want to be able to deliver value in all of the roles that you you really bring to bear for the businesses, you know, with with team sports especially, uh, there's a lot of focus on yourself. You know, the coaches tell you, "Don't worry about anybody else around you. Support everybody around you. Don't don't pay any attention to your teammates. Trust your teammates. You do what you you make yourself the best player you can be." Um, is there any transition that you felt like you had to go through or is there anything you learned at West Point about saying, 
hey, it's not, I, I also have to hold people accountable. Um, and how, how do you balance that, you know, driving yourself and, and, um, and being that leader that people just follow based on how you behave versus holding people accountable? How do you, how do you balance that? Well, Kelly, I think that's a great point, right? I mean, the, the, the key to good leaders are also, I believe, you have to have a level of domain expertise in what you're doing, or at least a complementary expertise within that dynamic. Um, the ability to lead by example is still very, very much akin to that. And I believe that even follows suit within the, 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 the sports side or the athletic side of things, too. You know, if you really look at who tends to rise to the top to be a captain within an athletic team, it's usually those that are working the hardest and also have coupled that with hard work and talent, right? Um, talent does matter. Um, and I think most talent is based off skills and skills are trainable. They're learnable. And the ability to grow and extend that um, really gives you the foundation to then have that expectation on others. Um, a huge believer in you can't really expect anyone to be doing something that you're not willing to do yourself. Um, in the IT world, that comes all the way down to, hey, you know, IT is a, is a grouping of highs and lows. You know, we go through times of huge pushes where we'll work 60, 80 hours a week to get a release out to, to get certain pieces into place. But you can't expect the developers to be doing that if the management structure is not doing that as well and they're not sitting right alongside them within those pushes. So I think that lead by example is just a huge component of, of success and bringing value back into the business. How much do you think, um, it, you know, to put a percentage on it, how, how much do you think the success is talent versus hard work? Do you think it's 50-50 or is it 70% your talent and 30% hard work? What, what, do you, what do you think is more important? You know, that's an interesting question. I've had this this same conversation with some colleagues the other day. Um, and sometimes it's a little bit hard to know what that ratio is, right? Um, I like to think that it's almost closer to 70, 30, 80, 20 around hard work. Um, but the reality is there is a level of talent that as you look at those that push to excel, they usually do that and cultivate talent along the way. Um, so it's a combination of just working unbelievably hard, but leveraging the talents that you have. Not everyone has the same talents, you know, and that's kind of the, the dynamics of building great teams. Um, I'm a big believer of you don't always have to work on what people aren't good at. What you really want them to work at is what they're really good at and create a team that augments one another to have that great right combination or culmination of a, of a winning team from that perspective. What do you do when you see somebody who is in a role that maybe they're not cut out for, they're not, you know, they just aren't as good naturally at it, but you think you can, you know, they have talents in other areas. And let's say in the instance of the person wants to be in that, in the, in the area that they're in, um, how do you approach those situations? Well, I, th I think that that comes back to relationships, Kelly. We, we've both known individuals that are just great, great workers. They have the right heart. They have the right values. 
but maybe they're just not on the right seat in the bus or the, the right seat on the bus. And if they're not sitting in the right seat on the bus, you know, as leaders, it's part of our responsibility to be able to, to coach them and mentor them into a position that they can be successful in and that they can excel at, you know, and giving them an understanding that really by doing that transformation or that shift or that change, that is really where their value comes back into the organization as well. Um, but it's about having those open dialogues. It's about open communication. It's about, you know, that open door policy concept of really knowing the team, knowing what drives them and being able to cultivate them um, through mentoring and coaching. Okay. Um, let's switch a little, let's switch over to, to you and your career. Uh, because again, I think people are really interested, um, in, in, you know, people who rise to the leadership roles. When you started in technology, did you, did you have on your list? Hey, I want to be the CIO. Yeah, that, that's an, an, that, that's an interesting question. When I came out of the military, um, I started working for then Bell Atlantic, now Verizon. Um, and I was in, the, the billing organization, uh, a large billing organization of over 200 plus developers onshore. And, um, and really, as we kind of looked at that, my goal was really just to be the best developer and the best coder that I could be at that point in time. And I didn't know if I really understood the technology structure or how technology really melded into the business. Um, but I very rapidly learned to be able to make impact and be able to garner value um, moving through the ranks, either through the technical side or through the management side, was the key to being able to make the biggest impact and create the most value. And that really excited me. It's that competitiveness around saying, how can I do more for the company? How can I bring more value into that space? Um, and it really just kind of cultivated or, 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 or grew from there as far as saying, my technical aptitude was good, but I probably wasn't a great developer. So I, although I really wanted to be a developer, I grew what I ended up being more effective at, which was really the management of developers, and grew that into a career um, over the last 20 plus years. As a, as a technology leader, what are your biggest challenges on a day-to-day -day basis? You know, in, in, in today's world, it's all about talent, right? It is about retaining talent. It's about hiring the right talent. It's about challenging the talent. And it's about getting that talent to be part of the most effective team. Um, in, in today's world, everything is, is driven around technology, even in a manufacturing firm such as Greenheck. Uh, everything kind of comes back to technology in some shape, fashion, or form. Um, and our ability to garner leverage with the teams that we have over the course of time and really drive productivity, drive creative solutions, and then deliver those solutions probably more rapidly than, than, than we're always comfortable with because the business is always pushing us. Um, but it really comes down to people, right? I think people is the best opportunity, but it's also our greatest challenge as far as um, sustaining constant value within the business. Yeah. What, um, what you kind of answered this, but what, what's great about your job? What, what do you, when you get to work at 6.30 or 6 a.m., I know you're an early riser um, or earlier, what do you say, I'm really, I'm really jacked up for this today? 
Yeah. You know, it's, um, I, I, I enjoy every day, right? Um, some people don't necessarily like Mondays. I love Monday. Um, I, I, I do get up fairly early. I, I look at all the stats from the previous week and from the weekend, um, really set the stage as far as how can we make an impact this week for this month, for this quarter, for this fiscal year, um, and really seeing the growth on a day-to-day basis, I guess just really excites me from that perspective. Um, understanding the progression and, and, and the push that every one of the teams has to really meet the business goals. Um, and I say that very specifically because in the technology world, it's, it's not about the technology. It's about the outcome of the technology translated into business value. Um, and, and seeing the teams continually deliver on business value is just really exciting for me. You've had some great success there. Your company's growing double digits for many years in a row. Uh, how do you continue that pace and how does the technology fit into that or how does the outcomes of the technology, you know, continue that, help that continue maybe? You know, and, and as, a, as a sheet metal manufacturer, you would think that maybe technology isn't as, as profound as it is within our business, but that concept of digital transformation over the last five years has been an imperative for us to continue our growth, continue our overall success in the market, um, our ability to keep pace with that type of growth. Um, on the shop floor in the manufacturing world, trying to sustain and, and, and retain and bring in talent um, is also very, very difficult. Our ability just to offset our retirements, offset our turnover um, is a huge challenge. We do that through automation, through technology progression, and the digital transformation of our overall industry 4.0 strategy for manufacturing. Um, And that's a great challenge from that perspective and how technology infuses into that, both all the way from the customer-facing systems to the actual manufacturing output is significant. Um, we're well on our, on our way with our digital transformation journey, um, but we still have a ways to go. Uh, we still have some hurdles in the manufacturing side. We have a lot of automation to be putting in place, um, but it's exciting times. We have a lot of positive initiatives going forward, both this year and in the coming years. Brian Funfar, thank you for your time. You are listening to the Kelly Wendland Podcast. Have a great Friday and weekend. Ooh.